up to the boys. Fox and Shane, set your minds free, no locks and chains. Do what you love, roll the dice. 50 50, we cold as ice. One thing cold, but a billion time red. Kill it, dick, I'm in my head, war gaming. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Hobby Homies. Today, I, Shane, am sitting with Lachlan, the creator Hi. of Vortide. Um, Lachlan has been a friend of mine since primary school. Yep. Been a long yep. time. Very long time. Yep. I get rid of you. <laughs> you can try. You can try. <laughs> so Lachlan has created a game called Wartide. We've talked about it on the show before. Um, but before we get stuck into what Wartide is, Lachlan, I want to know about yourself and about your tabletop gaming life, hobby, all that kind of stuff. Um, sure. Uh, I've jumped around a fair few different games and stuff. Um, back like early day, like kid, all these crappy kids games and monopolies and snakes and ladders. Yep. And then as I was getting into high school, got into 40k a little bit, uh, had a bit of an ultramarine army. Nice. Um, and then I realized that that's really expensive and I didn't have a job. <laughs> so that, uh, and also painting's a lot of work when you're, you know, 13. Yep. So I had a shoebox full of unpainted minis that sat there and came out every couple of years for a game. Nice. Uh, after high school, started to get into uni like, and started finding local game stores down at local Good Games and Guff and uh, started getting into some magic, into a bit of role-playing game, uh, role-playing games. Um, played a lot of uh, Legend of Five Rings role-playing game. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty sick, Samurai and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I know you've got a bit of a fan base for around here. Yes, um, yes. Test of Honor uh, was, yeah, yeah, very popular. Um, and then from there, started playing a bit of magic. Um, bit of War Machine, um, and then started kind of making games instead of playing them as much. Nice, nice. Before you get into making games, now yeah. I I remember maybe grade four or grade five, we you had a birthday party, which was probably the first experience I have of a role playing game. It was a Dracula or oh, a vampire <laughs> thing, and um, it was like uh, it, we host a murder party in a box, like kind of yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I, oh, shit, I for the longest that. time, I was like, I've never played an RPG <laughs> before, but now I think back, I I did years and years and years ago, yeah, um, at yeah, uh, I'm gonna say eleventh, tenth, or tenth birthday party, yeah. <laughs> I just remember I. You and Churchy were there. Yeah. Because I remember the two of you both had no idea. The whole idea was you had to work out who did the kill, who was the murderer. Yeah. And you and Churchy were just like, fuck, I don't know. We're going to blame that guy. And you couldn't justify it at all. And everyone else had good reasons for who they claimed. And you two were fucking right. It's like, he looks shady. He did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, shit, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, that was probably one of my first role-playing experiences as well. Yep, yep. That was a good night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the first experience of, a, of an RPG and... Um, yeah, uh, that, um, I, it came back to me, um, a little while ago, I was thinking about it. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to ask him about it, but on the podcast. So, okay. yep. yeah, that's, yeah, that's taking me back a bit. Bit of a trip down memory lane. <laughs> that's it. So, okay. So tell us before Wartide, what, had you developed other games? Had you created anything before, like before? Um, I mucked around and made some, like a couple of little like mini board games and stuff and like growing up and like. I always, like, back in high school assignment of make a board game for something, I always got way too into and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, 
nothing major. Uh, I took a shot at writing a role-playing game book and then was like, oh, that's really big. Yep. And I gave up on that. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I've been interested in game design and like fiddled around and stuff, but this is like by far the most complete kind of, I've not made anything nearly as kind of complete or polished or anything like that. Before. Yep. Yep. But yeah, there's a, there's a shoebox of failed game designs <laughs> that I have stashed somewhere that you will never find. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, most people that have, that have done that or, or you know, started writing an RPG have just a, a backlog of stuff that's like, we'll never see the like daylight again. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't throw it away, no. but it just, it's, it, yeah, stays in the shoebox under the bed or back at the back of the closet or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was some definitely ideas that were great on paper. <laughs> that, uh, maybe I'll find a way to solve them one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, tell me about Warside. So how long have you been creative Warside for? So I've been saying 10 years, but then I realized I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> so by my guess, I'm about 12 or 13 years in okay. development now from yep. the very origins. That being said, there's quite a few years in that where it was in the shoebox under the bed as well and didn't get seen for <laughs> extended periods. Yeah. So it's def- not... 12, we'll say we'll call it twelve years, but it's not twelve years of constant development. Yep. But the last few years have been like pretty heavy work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we'll say eight years pottering, four years of actual work. <laughs> and 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 pottering involves what bringing out every now and then and yeah. trying something and and maybe fixing a bug that you had and then coming across something new and then going nap nah, too much. Well, the, back the in the box. Very original versions. It was a like very different kind of game. Yeah. Um, it was all. It started off as a game about trying to manage supply lines to a front line in a war, in a trench warfare. Okay, all right. Fox uh, would be all over that. Logistics, I know, is his jam. He doesn't care about the combat. It's like, how can I get the ammunition from the from from the depot to the front line? All right. Well, <laughs> if I can find my very ori- original cards, yep. Fox can. <laughs> I can kill Fox's love for logistics okay, with that gosh. abomination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but it was yeah. It started with that, and then kind of found its footing, got the very basics of it, and then for quite a while I was trying to work out how to balance just some very basic couple of decks and then expanding out and trying to work out how deck creation could work and, like, lots. There's, yeah, it doesn't... It seems real easy and simple when you're playing a game and then you try and actually build it from scratch and there's a lot of stuff <laughs> and a lot of decisions that need to be made along the way. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like, creating it, like, the first year or two was just to get it to a playable alpha kind of thing and then yep. from there to something that was a not crap playable alpha and then <laughs> to expand out to be in deck building to card variety to more factions to everything else. Yep. Nice. What what led you to the path of like having a like a, a deck building element to it where rather than saying like this is your pre built deck but giving, you know, the players the the option to yeah, to build and customize these decks and play them around infantry or vehicles or Sure. Um essentially uh, it was all from the start. It was always going to be a like trading card kind of collectible card, custom deck building game. Yep. Um, it started off cause I was really into magic and as a uni student, magic cards were really expensive Yep. and I thought it would be cheaper to make my own game <laughs> and yep. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but like, so deck building and stuff was, it wasn't, it, the first versions of the game was just to make two playable decks, but it was always the intention from the start to be a deck building kind of customizable game. Yep. 
Nice. Yeah. I guess um, people listening are probably saying, what is Wartside? We've talked about it on an episode, but yeah. I want, we want, they want to hear it. I know they want to hear it. I can tell. They want to hear it from the creator's mouth themselves. If you could okay. sum up Wartide. So. Sell it to them. All right. <laughs> Wartide is an extendable card game. So you buy your base deck and pre-made expansions. Uh, you pick one of three factions, the Impera, which is World War II-y, gunsy tanks, you guys. Kagawa, which is animal folk in giant fighting robots. Um, or Null, which is a kind and benevolent god that will never hurt anyone <laughs> and is definitely not some kind of eldritch horror. Um, Storyline-wise, essentially these are different universes in a multiverse and then through a series of story elements that I can go into if you want. Absolutely. But, um, essentially, uh, the barriers between worlds got ripped apart um, and these worlds have all, for various reasons, gone to war with each other. So, yeah, the Null... Um, started off as a very kind and loving god who his people uh he guided them to be happy in all moments so every a voice in the back of everyone's head at every moment telling him exactly what to do and exactly what to say and exactly what to feel at any moment in time and he was making sure they were happy <laughs> and then a few of them were like do you mind if we on occasional small decisions make a bit of free will of our own. Can I choose what I want to have for um, lunch? That is heresy. <laughs> and you are now destroyed. And so is your entire village oh, and your entire family well, and everything else. And this heresy is everywhere. So he spent generations destroying his universe to try and burn out this heresy of free will. Yep. Uh, which has weakened the barriers of his universe, essentially. Meanwhile, Kagawa has got warp technology where they essentially bounce people just outside the universe around and back into somewhere else. Uh, making lots of little micro holes in the barriers of their universe. And then Empira created a new type of uninterceptable radio that went on similar technology and mm -hmm. accidentally created a homing beacon on the other side of Null and shot a mech oh, wow. through Null universe, ripped open a multiverse, and that's the storyline of the game. Wow. Nice. Uh, nice. So, yeah, that's so, roughly where we're at. That's amazing. Season one. So it's all these different universes that are like, I guess they're just there's a thin barrier yeah. between each, and and occasionally they overlap. And yeah, so I kind of imagined this multiverse as like imagine like a pile of soap bubbles. Yep. Um, and then essentially something's just popped right through. Yep. At least the first three, and then that tear's probably going to keep going and expanding yep. into more stuff if the game continues. <laughs> nice. At least by my game. <laughs> <laughs> we can see where it goes from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's essentially the yep. start of the storyline, and very cool. Hopefully, idea is that the game's going to continue, and in yep. the tournaments, and pe what people vote on, and what people achieve in various actual gameplay tournaments, will yep. then affect where the story goes from there. I love that. I love the yeah the whole um, like tournaments and game gameplay affecting the the narrative. That's yeah. that's such a, a an awesome so idea. I'm going to somehow try yep. and take your community's five parsecs from home. <laughs> And make that into a global thing. Do it. And <laughs> you can visit me in a mental assignment in si asylum in six to eight months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the address in the description below. Uh, <laughs> so what we have here is we have some uh, some merch and some yep. some decks. So um, these are the um, not for public resale pre-release alpha yes. decks. I'm reading that off the back um, where the barcode is. Yep. <laughs> um, and these are going to be available at PAX. Yes. So official launch, launching the Kickstarter uh, 6th of October at day one of PAX. Um, so for PAX, we've got 100 of each of the just the intro decks. 
Um, they are stamped with pre-release, so if anyone breaks it in between, uh, no, so I can <laughs> fix things before the full release. Nice. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a uh, little bit of stuff for sale to try and uh, launch the game and get everything started. Yep. Um, yeah, and meanwhile, yeah, at the same time, we'll be launching a Kickstarter and please back and yes. we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, as soon as the Kickstarter is available, uh, we'll let you guys know. We'll have put some links on our socials and in the Discord and stuff like that. But, um, man... I just, it's, it's so amazing to see something that's come like, um, that's been this idea that's obviously been in your head for a while and, and been a labor of love to then be here, almost ready to go. Yeah. It's freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine. Um, <laughs> the nerves must be real. Like, yeah. Um, stress is high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at the moment though, to be honest, there's so much shit I've got to get done. Yep. Don't have time to be stressed. Good. That's, that's, that's a good something. way to look at it. Yeah. Moment I start getting things completed, panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like the it'll be the calm before the storm, and like yeah. you, you'll you'll settle down. And you'll be like, oh dear God. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so ah, oh, fire out, man. And like I couldn't even imagine what it's like setting up. Um, not only the PAX booth that you've got it, a double booth yep. all three days. Yep. And that's what like ten. AM when PAX opens till like 11 PM, right? Or so are you shutting early? 10 till 6, I must stay open according okay. to the rules of PAX. Still 8 hours. <laughs> 8 hours. Uh, though, if there's still people there and yep. stuff going on, it's in the tabletop area that's yeah open till uh, yep. 12 o'clock. I will quite probably be running yes. as long as I can. Yep. Every moment I can get to funnel someone else into a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's going to be some big days. Yeah, uh, I've got the next week booked off work afterwards to sleep. Oh, you're gonna need it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the missus has got our anniversary on the Tuesday afterwards, so I've somehow got to revive until that. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, <laughs> got a week. Nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so awesome, man. That's so awesome. So yeah, so PAX Australia. It is. It, by the time this goes out, it's going to be in a, a couple of weeks. Like. It's yep. soon. It's well, right as of recording. It is less than a month away. It yes. is. It must be coming around real quick. Okay, stress levels going. Yeah. Up when you say it like that. <laughs> How else can I put those stress levels up? Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's cost an absolute fortune. No, oh, don't say that. Yes. <laughs> Look, open book. You can ask whatever you need. Nah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, what do you think um, the the future of Wartide is going to look like? Obviously, you've got these three factions now, and yep. and you've got sort of the narrative that you want to advance are you looking at like a, a like a yearly thing or how how do you think it's going to go dream world mm. if everything goes to plan uh season one will launch will kickstart now yep full launch and release as of june next year okay yep um and that will the expansion packs so that will be released over a six month period mm -hmm. hopefully if everything goes really well uh end of that six months then uh start of so that'll be 20 2024? 2024 next year. Yep. Uh, so it'll be start of 2025, then we'd start another six-month season two. Yep. Expand the story, expand what's going on. Yep. Um, and then hopefully just keep going and have, yeah, six-month seasons from now until people stop buying. <laughs> um, nice. Nice. It's the rough plan at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I guess it's like anything, like you just got to fly by the seat of your pants, I suppose. Just yeah. see what happens. And um, yeah, like you've put in, you've definitely put in the work. So honestly, I, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm so excited to see how it all travels, and I just saw the Kagawa badge, and that looks sick. <laughs> that looks so awesome. Yeah. Um, badges are already for sale. Yeah. Oh the yeah. Website. So There's so Etsy store that's got the badges. Nice. Uh, Wartide um, website. Yes. Uh, WartideCardGame.com. Yep. All one word. Yep. Uh, if you just Google Wartide, it'll be the first thing that pops up. 
Nice. Yeah, that used to be a crappy mobile game, and that's dead now. So we've got the top good. Slot. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice, nice. And I see you've got these um, these play the play mats here. Yeah. So this is just the generic one. There are faction ones as well. Yep. There's a nice little QR code as well. It'll take you to Linktree with all of the socials and all of the website and everything as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll have those. They're pack. They'll have the decks, the pins, as well as the play mats all for sale at packs this year. Yep. So hopefully someone buys. Some. Nice. Uh, otherwise, my missus will kill me for leaving the boxes of stock in the lounge room uh, for longer. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So to to explain, like those listening on, on the game itself. So yeah, obviously, sure, sure. you've got like each mat has nine squares, right? Yep. So tell me what we do with these squares. Sure. So uh, it's taken some inspiration from war games as well as other card games and stuff like that. Um, it, so it's a territory control based game. So you start, you've got a home field on the back center row of your, um, of your battlefield. And then you lay out eight face down cards into a three by three grid. Your opponent does the same. So you end up with like a three by six grid. You build units from your hand onto the back row, march them across the battlefield to try and capture your opponent's home base on the other side. Yep. That's the simple version of the gameplay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Nice. In the meantime, there's also like event cards that change the shape of things, move things faster, blow things up. Um, you've got bigger and better units. You're trying to increase your resources and increase what you the money you make each turn. And, yep. Um, yeah, it uh, gets more and more complicated the more you play. <laughs> I like how you've kept that sort of resource management element from obviously the very first iteration. Yeah. And you've and you've obviously had that in mind. It's like I want a currency. I want to be able to spend resources to obviously to train recruit build units yeah um and yeah it's, it's just really cool to see that still there yeah yeah um resource management changed slightly from the early things but that was one of the early things that kind of got yep. locked into place so um yeah it's a big thing of resource management um you gain resources and can save between turns so if you like i don't know if, it, if people have played magic and stuff like rather than getting mana screwed and being one mana short it just takes you one more turn to get there okay um, yeah in some ways solves that problem. Yep. In other ways, you spend five turns building something up and someone blows it up and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, happens to me a lot. Yeah. I'm renownedly bad at my own game. Uh, but that's, we're not here to rag on me. <laughs> well. <laughs> a little, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, resource management. So different factions as well have got different resources so you've got Imperia's got most complicated they've got three different resources to manage Kagawa's in the middle with two and Null's just got one it's yeah. faith or fear he's yeah. not picky on what kind of devotion you give him so long of course as it comes. it's faith yeah faith yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. not um, yeah so resource management's a big part of it um, and then you're upgrading your fields and upgrading your resource generation to try and keep up with the game as yep. it goes on um, to be, yeah, build bigger and better stuff so nice. you start with your little draft soldiers in Imperia and end up with your giant heavy tanks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm I'm seeing elements of like RTS, like you know, Command and Conquer and and, and all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. What's been the biggest inspiration for Wartide? Uh it's taken bits and pieces from all over the yep. place. Um, yep. for people that know play card games, there's a lot of elements of magic that come into it. Okay. Um, in a lot of like aspects of turn sequencing and stuff, yep. though it's got a pretty big twist on it. It's got some pretty big twists on it now. Um, Art-wise, there's like all sorts of stuff. Uh, I was anyone that plays Kagawa will see a couple of cards that shows that I was a big fan of Zoids as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, like you, I loved um, miniatures, war games, and stuff. 
I built a card game because I don't know how to 3D model a miniature. Um, <laughs> but the, in the movement of units and stuff, there's definitely a very simplified version of yep. um, like your war games and stuff. As yeah, well. yeah. So, yeah, a bit nice. of something for everyone, I hope. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, wartidecardgame.com. Yes. Nice. Sweet. We'll put a link in the description as well. Excellent. I hope yeah. I've remembered that right. <laughs> if not, I'll put it on the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just, dub, just dub it over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fix it in post. It's been the, it's been the theme of tonight, uh, today, hasn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. Awesome. Thank you, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Yeah. No worries. You and Nath have been... Uh, Busy today. I've just been hitting record and stop on the computer. That's about it. <laughs> I appreciate all the work you've done. And fucking great studio here, I must Thanks, say. Mate. I, honestly, you only see this bit on the screen, but there's a whole lot going on. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys came and, uh, yeah, yeah, can't wait to see the release. Thanks so much for having no us. No worries. And we'll see you at PAX. I'll be at PAX. You guys come into PAX. Make sure you check out Wartide. Um, I'll be lurking somewhere. Fox will be there somewhere too, so... Yeah. Sounds great. Come see us. And we'll, uh, yeah, see you guys next week. Cheers. Bye. Woo! Big up to the boys. Fox and Shane. Set your minds free. No locks and chains. Do what you love. Roll the dice. 50 50. We cold as ice. One thing cold, but a pretty town red. Hey! Kill it, dick. Sure. I'm playing with my head while gaming. <laughs>